The light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to trauma is healing. Healing is possible for every single one of us, as long as we're willing to put in the work. Life after beginning your healing journey is full of light and love and positive change. No matter what you've been through or what you've done in your past, you are worthy of healing and of building a healthier and happier life for yourself. What is going on, beautiful people? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on, you already know, personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I am your host, Tyra the Creative, actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. You guys, we have made it to the final episode of the Childhood Trauma Series. Y'all, no matter how difficult life gets, we can always choose to look towards a brighter and healthier life, a life where we are deep in our healing journey, a life where we aren't afraid to make positive changes, even when it is the most difficult thing we have ever faced. So let's go ahead and jump into our affirmation of the week. This week's affirmation is, I give myself time, grace, and space to heal. Ooh. Let's drop in, y'all. I give myself time, grace, and space to heal. I give myself time, grace, and space to heal. I give myself time, grace, and space to heal. I give myself time, grace, and space to heal. I give myself time, grace, and space to heal. I give myself time, grace, and space to heal. Let's drop in and say it one last time together. Really embody what it looks like to give yourself time, what it looks like to give yourself grace, what it looks like to give yourself space to heal. Let's all say it together and truly believe it. I give myself time, grace, and space to heal. Wow, 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 y'all. This affirmation is so powerful. And as I have been saying since day one, healing is a journey. And to move about that journey, you need time. You need grace from yourself and you need space for the healing to actually take place. We often hear people speak about giving yourself grace, but it is imperative that you know what that looks like for you. For me, it is positive self-talk. When I realize I said something not so nice to myself after a trauma response or a response to a trigger, I automatically reframe it 
I automatically reframe what I just said. I love on myself versus condemning myself because I know that I am still healing. I, I personally don't believe your healing journey ever ends. I feel like it's an ongoing process because we, we experience things every single day, new things every single day. So I don't truly believe that we can heal 100% in a sense of we never know what is coming next. We never know what we're going to experience next. So I also give myself space to heal, which doesn't have to be physical space. But mentally, I take time for learning about my experiences and how they affect me. I make time for self-care activities that build healthier habits in my everyday life. And I also meditate, pray, and journal. So when you say this affirmation, I give myself time, grace, and space to heal, make sure you are truly envisioning and embodying what that affirmation means. So this episode is kind of a recap episode. So I don't want you guys to think of it as, oh, you know, she's just going to repeat everything that she's been saying, but rather something that is very important to me. Well, let me start here. Fun fact, (laughs) reading comprehension and taking a big chunk of information and repeating it or um, digesting it and keeping it in my brain is not my strong suit. So I personally like recaps where people give me just the the important nuggets, because if I have those nuggets that I can remember, it's easier for me to recall other things that happened in whatever, like the book, the, the video, the whatever. So this episode is just going to be recapping what we've gone through together, this experience we've gone through together in the last seven weeks. So first, the first thing I want you guys to take from this entire series is that the the actual definition of childhood trauma. So childhood trauma is defined as a scary, dangerous, violent, or life-threatening event that happens to a child from the ages of zero to 18, or happens to someone that child is close to impacting the child as a result of seeing or hearing about it. And I actually have a little story. I was talking to my daddy the other day and um, we were just chatting and he was actually, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast episode, but he was talking about actually going to therapy. He just joined BetterHelp, which I'm super excited about. I can't wait to see um, how his journey goes. And if you're interested in joining BetterHelp, I do have a link down below in the show notes. But as we were talking about that, he just told me about a memory that he had from his childhood. And he said um, he had a neighbor and the neighbor's house caught on fire. And my daddy grew up, I don't even know, y'all, maybe the 80s. I think he grew up, he was born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, I think. And the man came outside telling people to call the police because his house was on fire and my daddy was outside looking at the house ablaze. We grew up in a small town. So these types of things, everybody comes out to see what's going on, how they can help. And my daddy said he remembered the man was like smoking 
and like his body was smoke. He wasn't smoking a cigarette or anything. His body was smoking and the, the skin was melting off of his face. And he just said, yeah, I just think about that from time to time. And I'm not putting childhood trauma on my dad, but this is an example of how something a child is experiencing through another person can impact that child. So that's all I mean. It doesn't necessarily have your childhood trauma doesn't have to stem from something that happened to you directly. It could have happened to the person next to you. It could have happened to a family member, anyone. It's just something that a dangerous, violent, scary or life threatening event that happens and you experienced it. Also, 46% of children experience trauma. So do not feel like you're alone, y'all. I feel like um, sometimes, especially in the black community, we can experience things and it gets downplayed. So rest easy in knowing that 46% of children experience trauma. So you're not an anomaly. You're not broken. You're not, you know, alone in this. There are a lot of other people who you can identify with, who you can have conversations with, who you can share your experiences with. So you can connect with them and you guys can probably help each other on y'all separate healing journeys, but people tend to assume that children are resilient and won't be impacted by the negative parts of their childhood. But that is just simply not true. Though we, though not everyone will react the same way to the same trauma, childhood trauma can have lasting impacts on us even as adults. I am a prime example. I've been talking about it with you guys for the last six episodes of this series. These effects can be related to mental health, physical health or relationships and social life. Childhood trauma doesn't just mean one thing. Childhood trauma includes physical and emotional abuse or neglect, sexual abuse, witnessing substance abuse, witnessing physical and emotional abuse between parents, mental illness, incarcerated parents, bullying, living in dangerous neighborhoods, and even divorce. And childhood trauma impacts our community, the black community, in a very unique and special way. As a black woman or as black women, we can come together to help each other heal from our trauma of our childhoods through, like I just said, sharing our own stories and experiences with trauma. Um, So through me sharing my experiences in this series, I'm showing you that it is okay to talk about these things, no matter how dark or how uncomfortable the situations may be, it is okay. We don't have to hide the difficult parts of our childhood or our experiences as black girls and as black women. And I used to be so embarrassed and just hurt about feeling how I felt for so long about my parents getting a divorce. And Finally, when I started going to therapy in 2019, I was like, I'm about to let this thing rip because the weight that I am carrying from this trauma is just, it's just creating like a a black cloud around me. And I just, I just don't want it to be around me anymore. So that is also why I created this podcast to talk about things that you may not be comfortable saying out of your own mouth, but I know through listening to other podcasts and listening to YouTube videos and just hearing people share their stories that in itself was therapy for me. And it made me realize, wow, like I really can heal myself and maybe even help someone else heal by sharing my personal journey. 
So one of the best ways to heal from childhood trauma is to try therapy. It's important to find the right therapist for you and the right type of therapy for you. And if you're like, girl, why is that the best way? Why can't it be something else? Just because as children, we are so impressionable and things are so strong. Feelings are so strong for us and they can really imprint our lives. And that's why childhood trauma still affects adults, y'all. So if you do think that you have experienced any sort of trauma, no matter like we're not comparing trauma over here, like just like the Bible say a sin is a sin, no matter how great it is, all sins are equal. I'm not saying I'm not trying to downplay your trauma. But for the people who think, oh, well, I only experienced this. It's not that bad. I don't want you guys to be trying to equate your trauma experiences or thinking that it wasn't bad enough to, to try therapy and things. If you think you have experienced trauma of any sort, try therapy if you're open to it. Um, like I said, I believe that one of the best ways to heal from your trauma is to try therapy. So I suggest using better help as we've talked about, I do have a link down in my show notes and you can check it out. It's not a, is this episode isn't sponsored, but the link is down below. They also have a sister site called faithful counseling, which is, um, if you wanted to find a faith-based counselor, you could do that. So the link is down below, click on it and you can find a therapist based on specific qualifications you want, like a therapist that specializes in trauma healing or one who specializes in the type of therapy you're interested in trying. I know we touched on that, um, last week. So if you wanted to find um, a black therapist, you can also say that female, male, there's a whole questionnaire for you that can help you narrow down to one of the best therapists for you. Um, and another great resource is therapyforblackgirls.com. It's a website and you can go and try to find black women therapists in your area. So to recap on the types of therapy, some of the best kinds of therapy to help with trauma would be CPT which is cognitive processing therapy, CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy. And then there's also TFCPT, which is trauma-focused cognitive processing therapy. Now, if you missed out on the last episode, go back and check that out so you can get some details on these types of therapy. But I would highly recommend doing some research on all of them before deciding which type of therapy may work best for you. Some of the areas you can focus on in therapy if you have experienced childhood trauma are distorted self-perception, shame, and guilt. I know I had a lot of shame when I was in high school after my parents got a divorce and I had a lot of guilt as well because like I said, I saw the thing, some of the things that my daddy was doing and I just didn't know what to do. I was a child, you know, so I felt guilty about that and I also had some self-blame. So you can also focus on self-blame if you um, identify with that in your trauma. And there's also chronic pain, chronic stress, anxiety, depression, and issues with job and or your relationships. So those are some of the areas that you can talk to your therapist about once you start to try therapy. Hey, I've been, you know, feeling very guilty and I've been blaming myself for everything. You don't have to have anything figured out when you go to therapy. And that's the thing that I love about it. I can say one sentence and be like, I don't know what else. And then my therapist will ask me a series of questions to get the right 
information she needs out of it to help me. And I absolutely love that because I always used to think that I had to have things figured out. And through therapy, I learned that one, nobody has everything figured out. And two, that is what your therapist is there for, for you to throw out whatever you can get out and for them to help you make sense of it. One of the most important parts of healing is vulnerability. We cannot be afraid to talk about or think about the things that are difficult from our past. As hard as it can be, we need to process those things in order to move forward to a happier version of ourselves. I know I have some friends and family members who will say, I don't want to think about that. I'm past that. And even though I'm not in their brain, I urge you, if you are saying things like that, to really take inventory and ask yourself, am I suppressing this or have I genuinely processed this and moved past it? Because I've been in that position where I'm like, nope, don't want to think about it. Don't want to talk about it. Especially when my parents divorced, I felt like that. And for the longest, when I was doing that, I was suppressing it. So I was holding on to all of those feelings of anger, guilt, self-blame, sadness. And I was just pushing them down and pushing them down. And the thing is, when you do that, it's just like you are nailing a nail into some wood. You pushing it down and pushing it down and pushing it down. And the further that you push it down, the harder it is to uproot it. So think about that the next time you say, nope, I don't want to think about that. Or you feel like you are suppressing something versus tackling it head on and moving through it. Now, I want to leave you with a couple more things that we have talked about and the, um, the first one of those two things are focusing on self-love and self-care is another important part of your healing journey. And especially as black girls and black women, we weren't always taught. Well, I wasn't. I'm not going to speak, make a hasty generalization, but a lot of us were not taught to focus on self-love and self-care. I remember I was watching a, um, a video on Instagram and this girl was just saying how her mom never went and got her hair done or her nails done. And the she did that because she was sacrificing for her kids. Now, the daughter always had nice clothes and things like that, but she noticed that her mom never treated herself. And I've heard countless black girls say that about their mom specifically because we were not taught to do that but focusing on self-love and self-care and treating yourself is a very important part of healing and this goes back to what I said about some things that we go through are deemed as not important it's written off it's disregarded and this is I really think this part of the healing journey is one of those things it's deemed as not important it's deemed as frivolous and I don't just mean materialistic things I genuinely mean things that make you feel whole things that that you do to love on yourself and that does include keeping up your appearance and you know things like that but that's not all it includes it can also include taking time to meditate and spend time with yourself taking a nap you know what i mean so the more we love on ourselves and take care of ourselves the easier it is to heal from the past remind yourself that you are worthy of love no matter what you've been through and take time to really take care of yourself the way you wish you would have been taken care of during your traumatic childhood situations. And the last thing I want to leave you with as a recap is that 
No one knows everything. You truly have to find what works for you as long as it is healthy. Even if that, that may not be therapy at this point in your journey, sit down, think about what works for you. Do some research, figure out what else is out there and lean into it. So y'all know I am all about self-care. One of my favorite self-care activities is meditation. I've been using a meditation and sleep app called Calm that I think you guys would really like. I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast a few times and I personally love the sleep stories. They're the perfect way to wind down and drift off to sleep after a long day. And to be honest, I recommend the ones that are actually for kids the most because they have the fun voices, music, and sound effects. I wanna help you experience the joy meditation brings to my life. So I'm giving you a seven day free trial of the app. Head to the link in the show notes to check out the Calm app and prepare to be more calm on a daily basis. You guys, I have been on this therapy journey and self-healing journey since the end of 2019. Now, I just want to share a little bit about my experience, like from, you know, start to finish. So I decided to go to therapy in 2019 because my boyfriend at the time kept trying to drill it into my head that I needed to go to therapy. All the while, he was not in therapy himself. And... Y'all, that really just made me feel like I was inadequate. It made me feel like I was not whole. And granted, I don't think you should feel that way to go to therapy. I feel like the healthiest way is to say, I am just interested in personal growth and development, or there is something that I really need to work out with another person and it needs to be a professional. I feel like that is more so the mindset that you should go into therapy with, but Nonetheless, I started going to therapy and it was a huge game changer in my life. So before I started going to therapy, I never even like thought about anything that I did. And what I mean by that is let's just say that a situation happened. Maybe I had a fight with my boyfriend at the time. After that fight was over, I'm not thinking about anything that happened in that fight. In my head, oh, we had a fight. That is the extent to which I would remember the situation or whatever the case may be. And what I was doing was compartmentalizing things. I was putting things in all these compartments, all these compartments. And when those compartments got full, everything would fall out, which means I'm lashing out. I'm having a heated argument. I'm throwing things. I'm just, I'm yelling and screaming because I'm so upset and I'm so frustrated and I'm so hurt. And it was all stemming from me not knowing how to process my emotions. I had got it made up in my mind that me compartmentalizing and suppressing, suppressing, suppressing was me getting over things and getting through things, but it was not. And once I started going to therapy, it wasn't something that my therapist said to me directly, but I slowly began to start reflecting. And when I realized that one day, I was like, wow, like I really reflect like I really sit here and I reflect on experiences that I've had and I reflect on things that I've been through and 
I unpack anything that seems a little uncomfortable or I just ask myself questions. I'm, I'm getting to know me. Like I just, I feel like after starting my therapy journey, I finally started to figure out who Tyra is. I finally started having conversations with myself. I finally started dating myself. And the thing is, my therapist is re- very big on talk therapy. She she gives me a lot of action steps and things to do, which I love because y'all know I'm a, I'm the queen of action steps. But I really appreciated how she asked me so many questions. And sometimes these questions were hard to answer. But the thing that I took from it was to start asking myself these questions before I even go to therapy. So I was talking to my best friend the other day and I was just like, you know what my therapist told me today? That I have gotten very good at reflecting. And I just felt so proud because I know where I came from. I know there was a time in my life where you couldn't pay me to reflect on a situation. So I think going to therapy has truly helped me with my toolkit of getting through things in life. I've learned how to process different experiences I've learned how to communicate in a healthier way and I've just I've just learned a lot of ways to continue growing as a person and live in this world full of people who aren't in therapy and full of people who may not have started their healing journey yet you know so I absolutely love therapy and I say this to my mom and my dad and I say it to everybody therapy is a wellness practice You do not have to have anything wrong with you to go to therapy. And I'm really trying to break that stigma. I'm trying to get people to think about therapy the same way they think about the gym in a sense of if you want to be healthy in your body, you're going to be active. You're going to go for a walk, for a jog. You're going to eat healthy foods. You're going to put healthy things into your body. Well, your brain is also in your body and that is where your mental is. So you have to have some mental flaws as well. And I think the the tool for that would be therapy. So I don't think I'll ever stop going to therapy. I think it is one of my wellness practices, like going for a hike or going to the gym. And I think that's exactly where I want it to be because I am very much so the kind of person, if I fall off of doing something, it takes me a minute to get back into the groove. And I think that I'm making such good progress in who I am as a person and truly becoming one with myself that I don't want to not go to therapy and I don't view therapy as a chore I view it as the same way if I was going on a hike I'm like oh about to go on this hike about to see this beautiful view about to go to therapy about to tell my therapist about everything that happened this week and I can't wait super excited you know so I think the biggest thing is that I reframe my mindset about going to therapy because entering the the therapy world, I was under the impression that I was inadequate and that I was broken and that I needed to be fixed. But now I'm like, this is something that I love to do. It's just like washing my car, just like brushing my teeth, just like going to the gym. So I wanted to share some helpful resources that I found in all of my research throughout this journey of diving deeper into childhood trauma. And there are also a couple of things that I'm going to mention that have helped me on my own personal healing journey. And everything that I'm about to mention will be linked down in the show notes so you can check them out after you finish listening to the episode. 
So, of course, I'm going to recommend some podcasts. And the first one I recommend listening to is Affirmations for Black Girls. But you already listened to this, so I didn't need to say that. Um, But the first one I would recommend is Calm. And Calm is not really a podcast, you guys. It is an app, and I talk about it all the time. But I only talk about, and it's not sponsored, but I only talk about this so much. It's because it has helped me tremendously on my healing journey. And I have a 60-day guest pass in the show notes use it y'all calm is like how much is it seventy dollars a year use that 60 day guest pass do the sleep stories listen to some jay shetty he has like these um seven minute daily jays and they are just amazing like there's just so much um in that app there's even like music and there is stretches like walking meditations it's amazing try it out please try it out i'm gonna sound like a a a dead horse at the end of this but calm is absolutely amazing now i do have a few podcasts that i want to recommend um the first few are from me but then i have my team they also gave me some recommendations for you guys because all podcasts are not created the same and you may like something about a podcast that I don't particularly like. It didn't strike me in that way. So the first podcast, which is no longer, I don't think it's no, um, I think it ended like there's going to be no new episodes, but it's still an amazing podcast. It's called Affirm and it is by a black girl. And I think she is a, a therapist or she's, she works in a mental health space which I do not. So that's the difference, the biggest difference between our podcast, but it's amazing. Go and check it out. Her episodes are on the shorter side, which is great. If you just need like a, a pick me up or you want to listen on your lunch break, then there's therapy for black girls, which is one of the first mental health podcasts I started to listen to. And the creator of therapy for black girls is a therapist herself. And she just created this resource to find, to connect black girls with black therapists and it's honestly amazing. Then there's this other podcast that I listen to called The Overwhelmed Brain. And I'm pretty sure that the host is a white man, even though that does not, you know, matter to me in this sense, what his podcast is about. So he just talks about all of the different nuanced experiences that you can have. And it's just an amazing show. Um, I listened to one episode where he was talking about trauma and he just took you through the, the intricate, the interest, what is the word I'm trying to say? Intricacies. (laughs) Y'all, I'm a mess. Intricacies. Oh my goodness. He takes us through the intricacies of the brain and it's honestly an amazing show. So check it out. Um, then some other recommendations are the healing trauma podcast, which sounds amazing. The On Call Empath, Life After Trauma, Holistic Trauma Healing Podcast, and Spoon Fed Trauma. So if you are in a space where you're like, I love this series, but I really need to dive deeper into my personal trauma journey, I think these podcasts will be amazing for you to take a listen. And for books, I recommend, I I think I recommended this last week or the week before, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. It's an amazing book. It's a quick read. I read it um, with an audio book and I read it while I was taking a hike. But the biggest takeaway from this book for me was the fact that we put so much stress on ourselves that does not have to be there because we are trying to keep up with life around us. And if we truly 
just took inventory of what we are focusing on, what we're stressing about and all that kind of stuff, we can remove a lot of stuff from our lives. We can stop caring about so many things because in the end, they may not matter. Very, very good read. It's a quick read. Highly recommend it. Um, there's also The Body Keeps Score and it talks about how your body keeps score of everything that you have experienced. And one example I can give of that is as an actor, and I, I was just talking about this, as an actor, there is always a part of you that is experiencing what you're experiencing as an actor and your body cannot tell the difference between acting and the real world. So whatever you are experiencing, your body will always keep that in. And that is obviously a part of trauma. Like for example, if you've been hit before and somebody makes a, a huge arm gesture at you, you may flinch. That is an example of your body keeping score. So that's also a very great read. Then there's what happened to you and it didn't start with you which I didn't read those two books, but they are recommended by some people on my team and everything is linked down below in the show notes for you. But the best gift you can give yourself as a childhood trauma survivor is the gift of healing. Healing is possible for every single one of us as long as we're willing to be vulnerable, work on our self-love, heal our inner child, try therapy, and get additional help from the books and podcasts when we need it. And always remember that healing is a journey and it is in your best interest to always do your own research and figure out a plan that works for you and your healing process. Ooh, y'all, it is time for our fun closing segment. Now, today's fun closing segment is Letters to Me. We've done this before, but in my opinion, two of the most important aspects of healing from childhood trauma are self-love and inner child work. So today I'm combining both of those ideas in today's segment, Letters to Me. So for you guys at home, I want you to think about a time in your childhood or your teenage years that was particularly difficult or painful for you. Maybe it was at an age where you were bullied the year your parents got divorced or the first time you experienced heartbreak. Now I want you to think back to that past version of you and what you wish you could have told her or told them to help them get through that tough time. Now, you're going to actually write out a letter to your younger self and give them all the words of wisdom and advice that you wish you'd had at that time. Reassure your younger you and remind them of all their positive qualities, encourage them to count their blessings, and tell them that everything will work out in the end. Now, you can make this as comedic as you want or as serious as you want, depending on what your situation is, but... For myself, I chose 2016 Tyra, who was 21 years old, about to be 22. I had just graduated from college early and I just moved back to New Jersey um, for a boy who did not want to be with me. And I ended up going to culinary school. And it was a particularly sad time in my life because this was at a time where I did not feel comfortable sharing my feelings. So I was dealing with a lot by myself because I was just afraid to share and it just hurt so much to 
open my mouth and say what was going on. So this is the letter that I wrote to 2016 Tyra, who was 21 years old. Tyra Gabrielle Morrison. Hey girl, congratulations on your move. Now this is future you. So we already know what's going through your mind and what you're dealing with. And let me just say, I am so proud of you and you are doing the damn thing, girl. Let's take a second to take it all in. You graduated from college with honors early and you moved to a new place and are there for the first time living on your own far away from home. You have truly entered adulthood. Now, the road ahead is going to be rocky. But remember, you serve a good God and he will never put more on you than you can bear. I want you to take some time to focus on you and what you want. Have you taken some time to take care of you? You love to run yourself into the ground, especially when you're dealing with hard things emotionally. Just know that it does get better. In a few months, you are going to realize just how heartbroken and sad you actually are. But you really have some amazing friends, Tyra, so keep them close. They will be your breath of fresh air. And I already know what you're wondering. No, you two will not get back together and it's honestly for the best. You have a world of wonder waiting on you. Girl, you will accomplish big things this year. Now, it's bad luck to say what those things are, but just know that this year will be filled with firsts and I want you to keep in mind that you have your entire life ahead of you. Girl, you are 21 years old, accomplishing things that people in their 40s are just getting around to doing. You are not running out of time and you are not behind. Enjoy culinary school. You are going to make some great memories and learn so much. Enjoy that, revel in that, be present. Life passes us by so fast. And it's so easy for us to focus on the bad, but if you don't get anything else from this letter, remember that God has his eyes on you and your prayer warrior grandmothers are interceding for you. There'll be times when you look around and say, wow, God really had my back in this situation. And let me just say that is true. Praise him. There are going to be times where the bad feels like it's bubbling up so fast that you can't take a breath, but you are going to learn how to find peace in that. There are going to be times where you want to run back home and give up on everything and just sit there and cry, but you are going to learn how to courageously roll with the punches. Tyra, you are amazing. And those wishes that you have deep down that I know about, they will come true. Girl, you have always been a dreamer. And let me tell you, those dreams are unfolding. The blessings are raining down on your life. The best decision you could have made was to move to New Jersey. Now, it may not feel like it was the best decision, but New Jersey will only be for a season. And it is shaping you and it is molding you into the woman that you need to be for the next chapter of your life. So rest in that. Find peace in that and worry about the now, the present. Save the thoughts of the future for another day because today is your priority. I love you. I love you. I love you, black girl. 
And on that note, you guys, I would absolutely love to read some of y'all's letters. If you would like to send your letter, I know it's a very personal thing, but I did just give y'all my letter. <laughs> but if you would like to send your letter, um, you could always email us at affirmationsforblackgirls at gmail.com. I would actually love to read them. But that is all that we have for you today. Thank you guys so much for joining in. Make sure you join us again next week. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you rate it and leave us a review. I love reading all of the reviews. And follow us on IG at Affirmations for Black Girls. And follow us on Twitter at AFBG underscore podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you in the next one.